Well, good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, wherever you happen to be hiding out there on the globe today. Welcome to episode 20 of The Cranky Old Bastard. I'm your co-host, John Overall, and with me is my other co-host... The Cranky Old Bastard. Salam alaikum and fuck you. <laughs> yeah, I've got something coming up here to help help deal with that issue of your salam alaikum. Mm. All right. My salami alaikum? You know, like it's always salami? nice to get your salami lick'em. <laughs> I like it, my salami lick'em. All right, so <laughs> we are looking at here, dealing with all kinds of wonderful shit in this show, the most politically incorrect podcast we can possibly produce on the Internet today, and it does contain mass amounts of adult content, and also we would like to thank the No Agenda Show because we're using some of their... Sing along thingamabobbers and watch my doohickeys and uh, pieces and check out the No Agenda show at noagenda.com and whatever. Off we go. Well, let's let's First start show with we the, got here. First thing we got here. Let's start off with some bestiality. Bestiality. Yes. Oh, bestiality is always fun. An East Vancouver crow named Canuck gets death threats after Canada Post refuses to deliver the mail. They'll take any fucking excuse that they can to not <laughs> deliver the mail. Lazy ass fucktards. <laughs> so what do they say about this? What's what's Canuck doing? Uh, story of woe. He's sharing it on Facebook of all things. Um, <laughs> he struck up a struck up a close friendship with a crow called Canuck. All uh, right. Uh, what we've got here is some dude that loves his crows. Okay, and he manages to woo his way into a crow so that he's got all that juice going. No. And this crow... Oh, that's First a long all, story. No, 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 no. Be, before we go on, for you Game of Thrones fans, by crow, we don't mean the Guardians of the North, the Watchers of the Wall. We mean an actual crow. We mean that annoying fucking black bird. Yeah. Anyway, um, dude's friends with this crow. And of course, if you live anywhere where crows nest regularly you'll know that between the months of june and august you can't walk anywhere near their fucking nests because the damn things come out of the sky and attack your ass well it seems that this crow his beloved crow attacked the poor mailman and the poor mailman couldn't handle it and whined to his bosses and because he whined to his bosses, his bosses said, you no longer have to deliver mail to that house or the two houses on either side. Now, his neighbors were really upset. And he was really upset. And Canada Post, while the story doesn't say directly they want to kill the fucking crow, they probably want to kill the fucking crow. I don't blame them. I've been attacked by those bastards. How about you? I've never been attacked by any bird. Um, I've oh. been dive-bombed by crows. But what's worse, crows or seagulls? Seagulls are fucking monsters. <laughs> I've been attacked by them bastards too. They actually, one of them fucking Achilles me. I know. It took out my leg. I couldn't walk for a week. <laughs> oh, poor baby. Oh, poor Diddums. Yes, I you know. know. We, let's we let's could let's get let's the arrogant words to uh, change one, one word in one of their songs and instead of kill the dog next door, I'm going to kill the crow next door. <laughs> Won't attack that mailman anymore. All right. We've had fun with that. <laughs> okay. Let's move on. Pick let's another, move on. another story in this, in our lovely repertoire of, of crap we've got because we have Hypocrites, eight anti-gay activists, and lawmakers caught being gay. Oh, dude, you'll love this one. This is for all of those to remember that the more someone points a finger and claims 
He's like that. They sh got four, three fingers pointing back. They got one, yeah, three fingers pointing back at themselves, which indicates that they're usually talking about themselves. Yeah. And, you know, those, the people who protest the most are usually scary. Who, who is it to say, thou doth protest too much, methinks? That was in Macbeth, Shakespeare. Macbeth, Shakespeare. <laughs> okay, there we go. But, um, Think so, they, the people who point the fingers the most and complain the most are usually the ones who are most scared that they're going to be outed. You know, I've come a long way in my personal journey. I, 30 years ago, I was very homophobic. Now I've got some very close friends who are gay, and I'll kick He's the shit embraced. out of anyone that wants to pick a fight with them. <laughs> so if you want to pick a fight with them, go for it. Now, this is a Baptist minister and anti-leading gay activist, George Rakers, is a psychologist with, and was a prominent leader amongst the Christian right. Well, there you go. There's part of the problem right there. Christian right. Going so far as to publish a book in the 80s titled Growing Up Straight, What Families Should Know About Homosexuality. He's obviously writing from a first-person perspective. <laughs> Um, the co-founder of the Family Research Council was caught red-handed in 2010 hiring a gay prostitute to accompany him in his travels. Okay, you can't have your dick sucked by another man, but I can. <laughs> anyway, um, this article here, really great one. We'll make sure this one's included in the show notes. Yes, definitely. Just because it's always love to see, always fun to see them anal wipes outed because they actually deserve it. Okay, so... Let's jump on to the next story about the report. UC San Diego students protest the Dalai Lama grad speech. How the fuck can you protest the Dalai Lama? I mean, the man loves everyone. Oh, but you have to read the article. It is the Chinese students that oh, are protesting the da Dalai Lama, not the regular students. At first, I saw this headline, and I thought, yeah, this one's worth checking out. But, of course, it is the Chinese students that are protesting the Dalai Lama because China hates the Dalai Lama. Well, yeah. That, I mean, that's because they don't want any religion. They just want, you know, to you to follow the state beliefs. Well, yeah. Uh, and they want a one China where yeah. there's no other thing. And Tibet China. is still trying to claim one itself as free China. and keep itself free. Yeah, exactly. You know, so... It's like you see these signs saying free Tibet. I want to know where the fuck I can get a free Tibet. Free Tibet. Yeah. With every uh, 20 ounce serving of Coke. <laughs> I heard something hilarious today. I, where I was today, it got up to 32 degrees. That's like fucking hot. 32. Okay. 32. And I was Didn't outside feel like 32 working. degrees today. And sweat my ball sack And off. for those of you that might be listening in a... The one country in the planet. Those of you who are unwashed. That doesn't understand 32 degrees. It's not actually freezing. 32 degrees is like 85. Just it's so you know. fucking hot. But um, I heard this today. This company, their special of the day, five minutes in the walk-in freezer with every purchase. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but the Dalai Lama. I mean, the man loves everybody, you know. And if you want to go to school in a <clears throat> quote-unquote free country and you want to get your education there, then you're going to suck it up and accept the fact that somebody that you don't like or you don't find to be correct is going to be delivering your grad speech, yep. whether it be Dalai Lama or Donald Trump. Uh, fuck, I mean, shithead. I mean, fuckface. Um, Donald Trump. Yeah, and he takes up the rump. He might. You never yeah. know. 
Okay. All right, I'm going to take the next one here because I want this one to come up on our list here. No. This one here is, of course, one of my favorites. Why didn't the inferno at Glen at Grenfell Towers cause it to fall down, just like Building 7 on 9-11? Well, it wasn't hit by a plane. <laughs> okay, come on. The, uh, Building 7 wasn't hit by a plane either. It wasn't hit by a plane. Come on. Building 7 took no damage during 9-11, except for minor things, and it had a couple of fires going in it. Okay? And yet this building here burned... For how many hours did it burn for? Oh, fuck. I think it was like a day and a half. Yeah, and yet the building still stands upright and erect. Something you know very little about. I know a lot about upright and erect. (laughs) No, you don't. It didn't sway or give the slightest indication of a fall. After the blaze was up, it was still stood ramrod straight. And there's a reason for that. Well... You know, this is what people, when I've seen, I've seen the videos on YouTube, occasionally I run across these things because, well, if you believe a steel building can be brought down by a fucking plane and some jet fuel, you need to go have your head examined and go do some fucking research on what it takes to melt steel, okay? This building here burned more of an inferno and longer than any of the buildings on 9-11, and yet it's still there. So think about it. Okay. Go look into it. Let me play devil's advocate. Be a devil's advocate. I want to hear something that makes fucking sense in the world of physics. First of all, it, a plane didn't hit it, which would have caused impact damage, weakening the structure. No, if you, if you did any research on how that marvel of a building was created... Those towers were created with the most severe things. They were built to withstand plane impacts. You drive a car into a building. Is it going to do damage to just the car or to the building? It'll do damage to the building, but it won't bring the building down. I'm not saying that the planes brought them down, fuckhead. I'm saying, first of all, the planes did structurally weaken from the impact. There's Not the central core. Physics will tell you that if you slam... You play Jenga and take out three blocks on the same side. What happens? What happens? But this what happens? Then it would fall over. Yes. But these buildings came down in perfect pancake formation. You're not listening to what I'm saying. Okay. Okay. I'm saying that there could have been structural damage caused by Mm -hmm. the impact of the planes. Okay. Mm -hmm. It is a chance. Also, different building codes. No. Yes. Steel is steel, man. These things were coated in. A known flammable substance, this building. Oh, come on. Grenfell. The building was. What do you know about fires? If you read the fire marshal's report, and there had been complaints about the stuff that they used to side the buildings because it was flammable. What do you know about fires? Have you ever looked at, have you ever looked at how fires burn? Yes. Okay. What was the color of the smoke coming off those buildings? Depends on the, the fire, what was burning. Doesn't matter. The color of smoke determines the temperature of the fire. No. It does, actually. It, you can burn rubber at the same temperature as anything else, but it, you're going to get a blacker smoke. It depends on what is burning. Doesn't matter. It does matter. There's a certain color that will appear at certain temperatures. But and my point also, was, the, the, stuff, the buildings at Grimfall, the reason it burned so quickly, but not so hot... You're telling me that building didn't burn hotter than the fucking fire at the According towers? to the fire marshal, Shit. this is what they said. 
the stuff to coat. And if you're going to argue research, then you need to have done your research on this too. Mm-hmm. The stuff that the buildings were coated in, they were sided in a very flammable material that has since been outlawed. All to appease the people for, who are e- the eco-friendly people. Okay. This stuff has now been outlawed for use in the UK. Yeah. Okay. So, so you're telling me the building at Grenfell burned hotter than the World Trade Center? No, I'm not. It had to have. No, it didn't. I, if you listen to what I said, I said it burns quicker, but not as hot. Oh. And listen to what so I'm saying before you I, jump to conclusions. You you're, li- you're hearing what I'm saying, but you're not listening to my words. Okay, so temper- temperature of steel melt. <sighs> okay. You know what? I'm done. All right. I'll let, I'll let you go. You're on. not listening to what I'm saying. No, you're I'm, hearing what you want to hear. No, you're not listening to what I'm, I'm saying. I'm hearing what you're saying. You're, you're trying hearing to, what you're you're trying you want to, to tell hear. Me, you're trying to you're tell me that the what Twin want Towers to burned hotter than its Grenfell building. Okay. Women retain, I'm absorb and retain DNA after, from, sorry, women absorb and retain DNA from every man they have sex with. All right, we'll move on to this. This will be much more fun. Yeah. Now, I was reading this earlier, and uh, it's actually kind of interesting. They did these studies, and they found that women have male DNA that is not from their brothers or fathers or anything like that. And it runs around in their brain, just so you know. In hidden recesses of the brain, apparently. But if you know anything about genetics... They wouldn't have their father's DNA. They would have their mothers and their fathers combined to make their own DNA. But they they have DNA from women who've never had kids that is male DNA. Uh, the study found that female brains often harbor male micro mitochondria. No, my, micro chim, chimerism. Or in other words, yeah, the presence of male DNA that originated from another individual and are genetically distinct from the cells that make up the rest of the woman. Now, they come up, they gave four possible sources of male DNA living in the woman's brains. They are an abortion the woman, woman didn't know about, a male twin that vanished, an older brother transferred by the maternal circulation, or sexual intercourse. Considering the fact that 63% of the women have male DNA cells residing in the recesses of the brain, which of the pos- above possibilities do you think is the most likely origin in male DNA? First three options apply to a very small percentage of women. They couldn't possibly account for the 63% figure. The fourth option is rather more common. The answer is sex. So what you're saying here is that there's a lot of women out there running around with my DNA stuck in their head. Two is not a lot. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> two is not a lot. Sorry, three. Fuck you. It's <laughs> no. more than two and three. Significantly. Uh, Maybe not up to your claimed 1,000, but still. I, I, I'll have to sit down and write out the ones that I can remember. Yeah, well. But you still. do that. I can make up names just as fast, so. Yeah, well. At any rate, what this article is, it's very quite, quite interesting. It means that women... We now know why they're truly crazy. They're running around trying to figure out why they've got all these men in their head and they can't get rid of them because they're there permanently. (laughs) 
One of the paragraphs here. Sperm is alive. It's living cells. When it's injected into you, it swims and swims until it crashes headlong into a wall. And then it attaches and burrows into your flesh. If it's in your mouth, it swims and climbs into your nasal passages, <laughs> inner ear, and behind your eyes. Then digs in. It enters your bloodstream and collects in your brain and spine. It's like something out of a sci-fi movie. It becomes part of you and you can't get rid of it. <laughs> So all you poor women that have just had uh, great random sex, you've got a lot of men kicking around in your head. You're never going to fucking get rid of them. Yeah, the, the gift that keeps on giving. I just wish, you know, my ex-wife could read this. Because <laughs> she would be so pissed. There you go. <laughs> For the rest of your life, she's stuck in your head. <laughs> uh, and I will always carry you. <laughs> Here we go. We'll just we'll, we'll kick that one. Right yeah. Um, oh, here you go. Boom shakalaka. Boom shakalaka. Boom shakalaka. Boom shakalaka. Boom shakalaka. Um. So yeah. Um. I guess it doesn't matter if you spit or swallow or gargle. <laughs> doesn't matter how you do it, man. And you know what? Think of all those porn stars have got that gotten come in their eyes. Oh, <laughs> Well, think about those poor porn stars to begin with. Oh, 10 signs your personality is intimidating to others. Never tolerate number seven. Okay, your 10 most common traits I've noticed with intimidating people are as follows. Your word is good. Honesty is something that you value big time. If you say something, you'll do something. you always follow through. Okay, uh, that's me. Um, your word is straightforward. You always speak your mind and do not care who gets upset. Lying is never an option. <laughs> lying is, well, sometimes lying can be an option. I promise I won't come in your mouth. Um, <laughs> the check's in the mail. <laughs> yes, I do love you. You're straightforward. You always speak your mind and not... Okay, we already did that. We got that one, man. You're open-minded. Um, you're open to new ideas and always willing to try new things. This allows you to achieve success through any opportunities that you're willing to take. I like to think I'm open-minded. And I mean, people tell me I'm a pretty intimidating person. You create solutions. Well, that's a male thing, you know. I know women don't want us to fix it. They want us to listen. Yeah, we want, we to, want fix to fix the it. fucking thing, man. Get so, solutions. Yeah. Um, you focus more on solutions than the problem. You don't it's make excuses. You're strong-willed. You got to get the title <laughs> You're strong-willed. Your focus will go to extra length to make something happen. Oh, absolutely. Yep. You do not like people who complain. Who the fuck does? <laughs> Well, you ever, you, ever, you ever eavesdrop on a gaggle of women? They do nothing but fucking complain. Oh, fuck. And I know a lot of men like that, too. Yeah, true. Okay, number, number seven. seven. This is the one to be wearful of. You will not tolerate ignorance. Willful ignorance. Willful ignorance. Not ignorance. Willful ignorance. There's a big difference. You're open-minded, yes, but you will not re entertain anyone who's judgmental. Yeah, I hate those fuckers, man. They're always jumping to conclusions. <laughs> You'll either walk away from them and their ignorance or lose your patience with them and let them have a piece of your mind. Well, uh, I won't give them a piece of my mind. I like to keep my mind, but I will tell them. You off. can't spare a piece of your mind. Well, fuck you. <laughs> You're wise. Yes, I am. You're, You're always, always learning new things and new ways of thinking. No, my way's fucking perfect. Thanks. You think things through oh, and never waste time and wise beyond your years. Okay. Uh, I got number eight nailed. <laughs> number nine. You, you do don't not like small talk. I get pretty bored likes, with it. Who likes small talk? Really? Um, women? What? 
Who really likes small talk? I mean, small talk is there to just build up to the real meat and potatoes of the conversation. And I hate small talk. You know, you gotta, you wanna say something, fucking say it, okay? Not, so, did you catch like local, local, the local sports team? Yeah, I hear they're doing fairly average. By the way, I really don't like the fact that you slept with my brother. <laughs> well, fuck me. And you know, if your brother didn't put out such, so easily. <laughs> You're kind. Oh, well, I guess I'm not intimidating. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. Read on. You're one of the nicest people in the world. Really, people are quick to judge you because you do not waste your time and often see success. It seems people love to judge those who are doing better than them, and this is one of those circumstances. I'm not kind. I, I am, though. So. I've never been accused. Well, I shouldn't say I've never I've been, been accused, accused of being fucking intimidating, and I'm like, really? Mm-hmm. What the fuck for? If you're intimidating, what the fuck does that make me? I have no idea. I guess you're just scary. <laughs> there's a big there's a big difference between intimidating and scary. Shut the fuck up before I beat you. <laughs> <laughs> promises, promises, promises. Bring another God. one up. Uh, All right, so Okay. Where are we, where are we gonna go now? Should we should we dive into the world of feminism for a little bit? Or should oh. we go to California's fifty million dollars for illegals could help Trump in twenty twenty? Politics, 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 politics. Let's go to politics then. Okay. This is the fucking as, NDP. As my as oh, you want the NDP one. Where's mm. the NDP one? Mulcair raises concerns about Canadian sniper story. For those of you oh, who don't know. Oh, there we go. Know, yeah, let's go with that one. All a Canadian right. sniper shot an ISIS terrorist from over two miles away. It took just less than 10 seconds for the bullet to reach him. Now, if you know anything about sniping, you know that this is quite a fucking accomplishment. It is beyond okay. a fucking accomplishment. you got to take into Wind, wind distance, curvature, distance, atmospheric atmosphere, dust, the fucking weight of the goddamn bullet. You know, all kinds yep. of shit goes into a sniper being able to take somebody out from serious distance away. And if you think two miles away is not far, go fucking run it. Okay, now of the top five sniper shots made in the world, number five is Canadian, number four is an American, number two or three, three is two, British. Uh, there's, there's a three, Brit in the yeah, top three. Yeah. Number two is British. Three is Canadian. Number one is Canadian. Yeah. yeah. So okay. fucking Canadians with our ban on guns, we seem to know how to use the motherfuckers. Go on. Okay. Um, anyway. So our wonderful NDP leader is foregoing the celebration and raising red flags following reports that the Canadian sniper in Iraq shattered the world record for longest confirmed kill. He wrote a letter to uh, boy, the boy Blunder, Prime Minister Boy Blunder. Oh, yeah. Se- and he says, it seriously calls into question your government's claim that Canadian forces are not involved in direct combat with Iraq. Okay, well, first of all, a sniper is not fucking direct combat. Oh, you, you missed the first of all question here. He's, sitting, he's going, calls into your government. Isn't it his government, too? It's our government. It's our government, the yes. fucking douchebag. And for those who are military-minded, you know that... There's a big difference between direct combat and indirect combat. Being a sniper is not a direct bag. combat. Yeah, they all are. All <laughs> fucking politicians are douchebags. Second of all, Mr. Moncler, Mr. Fuckwad, Mr. Cocksucker, you want to disband the military. You're just using this as an excuse, you know? You, One of your members sat there and openly told me that the military and veterans are not a priority for your party. So 
fuck you. You're one of the first to send us into harm's way. You've never fucking served a day. Your kids will never fucking serve a day because you're a goddamn little cocksucker. You don't have the guts to serve. So, the the um, National Defense says the sniper is part of the Joint Task Force 2 Special Forces Unit and was supporting the Iraqi forces in their fight against the Islamic State of Iraq and the Lebanon, which he shot an enemy fighter from 3,540 meters away. Let me say that again. 3,540 meters that's away. three and a half kilometers for those of you that can't figure it out. They're, that's more than a kilometer further than the previous record held by a British sniper who shot a Taliban fighter in Afghanistan in 2009. So a Canadian knocked a Brit down to number two. Yeah. Now, you know, I... I now, I can hear the bleeding heart saying, well, you shouldn't be proud of an accomplishment of killing somebody. What the fuck do you think these Islamic State people are going to do, okay? Do you think they're going to sit there and go, oh, my God, no, we can't shoot them. We can't shoot them. They're <laughs> Canadians. No, they're going to fucking fire back. Absolutely. Okay? A lot of planning, preparation, and bullshit red tape had to go into this guy making this shot. Oh, so yeah. before you sit there and say, oh, well, we're not in direct combat, we're not supposed to be in direct combat, check your fucking facts, okay? If you voted NDP, suck my dick. <laughs> That's what I got to say about that. All right. Well, let's, um, move, on to, let's move on to California and their, and their political system. Oh, this is the one you're telling me about, the helping Helping Trump. Trump to stay in office, and California is going to do a fantastic job of it. And I'm thoroughly predicting now, in 2017, that Trump will get reelected in 2020 if the left continues the way they're going. Anyway. Hopefully the zero factor will kick in then. The zero factor? Yeah, the zero factor. What's the zero factor? You don't... Oh, you really need to research the zero factor. Lincoln... Kennedy and a couple other people who were assassinated were elected oh. in years that ended with a zero. So they call oh. it the zero factor. For those of you who are conspiracy theorists, you should know all about this. 2016 didn't end in a zero, though. No, but 2020 does. Oh, 2020. Well, dope, dope, dope. so he gets reelected, okay. they assassinate. Two, zero, maybe. Two, zero. But, That's but okay, I get that. I get that. I get that now. I, I get no, no, well, you're an American. I have to explain this whole zero thing to you. Here, here. This is what he's seeing right now, folks, just so you know. I can't show you what he's seeing because they take us off the air for indecent exposure. Yeah, well, you know, something that small, I can understand no, it. Fucking, it would take out, you need a bigger fucking camera than that. Bitch. Anyway, the California state legislator is giving $50 million to groups that are defending illegal immigrants. Now, why is this a problem? Well, because illegal immigration is a problem in every country across the globe, in particular the United States. Anyone who doesn't understand that Trump got elected on his platform of preventing or opposing illegal immigration is slightly off kilter because the vast majority of Americans want illegal immigration to stop. And California, in its... Harry fairy unicorns all everything's rainbows kind of thinking can't quite understand that and by doing this they are playing into 
the Republicans' hands. Now, granted, he may never still win California because California is so fucking full of left-wing liberal nut jobs that they'll never do anything else but vote Democrat. But what it will do is encourage the rest of the country to vote Republican to stop the flow of illegal immigration. And that's the one thing you have to recall during the election. He was always talking about illegal immigration, not legal immigration. We will build a wall in Mexico. We'll pay for it. That was his stupidest fucking thing. I should have saved the the clip about his most recent (laughs) stupidity. Now, granted, the man is an idiot. But is he? Is he really? Because sometimes I wonder. It's the art of distraction. Well, it is he's, the art of distraction. He, he's he's you're concentrating on what it. the right hand is doing when you can't even see the he, left. He's really beautiful. That, but he was down there. He was no, he was in not Iowa, but uh, what's the other one of those backwards states? Well, well Idaho. They're not all backwards. No, not Iowa. But anyway, we'll There's, go with Iowa. Their states are all backwards. He was in there giving a speech where the Republican just won the special election and he was talking about we're going to build a wall in mexico and we're going to cover it in solar panels (laughs) that way it will cost a whole lot less for the mexicans (laughs) i know i know i know now going on the immigration i meant to post this up with the uh our curation links but pierce what's his name pierce one import the the English guy that used to be the judge on America's Got Talent and all that mm. stuff. Oh. Piers Morgan. Piers Morgan. He had the mayor of London on, and he, he's berating this guy for letting 400 people come back from Syria who were over there fighting the British soldiers. What the fuck does the mayor of London have to do with immigration policy? Yes, he can have them followed. He can order Scotland Yard to say, hey, look, we want these people followed. We want these people watched. But he doesn't have a fucking thing to do with the immigration policies. It was absolutely fucking ludicrous that they expect the mayor of a city, true, the capital city of of England, but they expect the mayor to influence immigration policy. That doesn't come from the mayor. That comes from your member of parliament. <laughs> Much like it does here in Canada. You know, it's the members of parliament. Well, that would be like saying to uh, Mayor Powderpuff that we have that she needs to stop the immigration of Islamic State fighters coming into Vic- into Canada because she's the mayor of Victoria. Hmm. Right? Could be. Yep. Okay. Uh, more politics. Uh, based po- Polish MP Rex, hysterical pro-Muslim invasion BBC host. Polish MP. Mm. Yes. Um, Here the whiny BBC host getting flustered and interrupting Smith with a T below. All right. This one here we will is a bit of... Oh, this is a good one. And this is a YouTube video. So we'll play a little bit of this thing here to get going on it. And basically what it is, is this is an interview done by the BBC with a Polish MP talking about why Poland, of all the countries in the European Union right now, is not experiencing any terrorism attacks. Do you want to guess why? Um, All right, I will let you think about that one for a while. Because they're Polish? No. Think about that one for a while. All right, we'll let this play. It's only five minutes long. And it's really good. 
Let's speak to Dominik Trzynski, an MP for the ruling Law and Justice Party in Poland, also a member of the government's European Affairs Committee. Uh, Dominik, thank you so much for joining us. You've heard there the EU Migration Commissioner speaking about an agreement. Uh, why is Poland honoring that agreement? Well, basically because people who voted for us, uh, they said no. The previous government had this agreement and now uh, Polish people said no. We don't want to have this threat in Poland. We are not saying yes. And we have to respect them. We have to remember that this agreement was signed by the previous government. And now the situation in Poland is completely changed. We have to listen to our people. Except, except if you look at it from the other side, this agreement was made by Poland, not by internal Polish politics. You, you, can see, you, you can see how that is being seen from outside. People will say, well, look, we don't care about bickering inside Polish politics. The, the country has agreed to take its fair share of asylum seekers, and that's not happening. So Poland is, is breaking it is, an agreement. It is, it's, not, it's not about internal politics. It's about the situation in Poland, in Europe, in the world. How many terror attacks you had in London? How many so you're talking about something seekers? yeah but you're talking about something different now so first you were saying <laughs> that this really. was made by a previous government now you're saying it That's has something right. to do with with terrorism in it Europe has. so which it, is it and why haven't you gone back to the EU to say listen we're looking at a bigger picture now and we want to review that agreement why hasn't that happened this is this is this is what we said and we said we not signed we're not trying to say we're not going to help we are spending four times more for refugees in Syria, for, well, for the people in Syria, uh, as our previous government, we're spending over 10 million pounds to help them people. And I went to Lebanon three times. I spoke to the people. They don't want to come here. They want to stay there. They need their help there. And you see, sometimes I, I, I've got a feeling that we are discussing... When you say you've been to Lebanon speaking to, to, to Syrian refugees, I mean, I don't know how many Syrian refugees you've spoken to, but we're talking millions, um, Dominic, right. and, 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 you, and you know that. So when you say that people don't want to come to Europe, I'll have to question that, because you've seen thousands upon thousands upon thousands of people making a very dangerous trip on the Mediterranean, and, and then, and then uh, your country has agreed to open its doors, and now they're closing it. That's right, because that's what our people said to us. When we com we had a campaign, we listened, we asked people, well, what are your expectations? It was very clear. We don't want this threat, even if we're going to receive a so 10,000, 20... Sorry, are you saying that refugees are a threat to Poland? Is that what you're saying? And how, many, how, how, many, how many of... Um, uh, uh, bomber attacks in Paris there uh, were refugees how many of three, those were sorry three, how many of those were Syrian refugees five. how many of those were Syrian refugees three out of five right. and even they had the documents on them those there who blow sorry, themselves up yes sorry we're, we're just, no blow themselves sorry, up, I have to stop you there Dominic because you're mixing sorry you're mixing you're mixing facts first of all you, you talk about a political you know, a political disagreement within your country. Now you're saying so as that people feel Polish threatened. Is mixing is facts. About what people want, what people Never. expect. Yeah, but and what about politicians sorry. supposed to listen to but, the people? And this about, is what we do. What about your country's commitment within the EU? What about your country's commitment to what opening about, its doors? What about what about EU commitment about Nord Stream two? Where is solidarity when Germans are signing uh, with Russians a deal without really talking about? Uh, this deal with EU members. They don't care about that. They're just making the business. So where is where is the commitment from, from Germany's side? The Germany started this madness with refugees 
and I'm a lawyer. They are not refugees, they are immigrants. There's a legal difference between refugee and immigrant. Refugee is the person who flee to the first safe country, not flying throughout the globe looking for the social and better life. So we are not sorry. talking about refugees. Sorry, we're, we're talking, talking about. about I'm, I'm sorry, we're talking about people who are fleeing war. Are you saying that they're not allowed to seek refuge in, somewhere where they feel safe, well done, where they can well have done, a better yes. fight, where they, they can have a better are, life? They are allowed to seek for help, right, and for asylum. But if they are coming without documents or with five passports on them, with the same picture and the same name, it's it's a bit strange. If refugee but this is about, looking sorry, for the, but listen, isn't this I'm, about, trying to, I'm trying to finish my sentence. I know, if you but, don't mind. I know, but I, I, what I'm also trying to get from you is where does that leave the process? The process of getting those refugees in an organized matter. This has been a problem for months and months, if not years now. Why hasn't the European Union, Poland included? agreed on a process to bring in those refugees <clears throat> without causing chaos every time they knock on your doors? Because, because 262,000 refugees just disappeared in Germany. Nobody knows where are they, who are they, what are they going to do. 262,000 people just vanished. Nobody knows where are they. And this madness has to be stopped. Right. Dominic Trzynski, an MP for the ruling law and justice party in Poland. Thank you for joining us. <laughs> so, now do you know why Poland is not experiencing terrorist attacks? Because they've stopped people coming in. Because they've prevented the flow of the Muslim res refugees into their country. They've just refused to accept them. Yeah, and he makes a point. To be a refugee, you have to flee to the first safest country. He made a massive point there. Yes. So and once they go beyond the nearest country or the nearest safest point... They're immigrants. They're immigrants. So all those refugees that, quote, refugees that came to Canada are actually immigrants. They're yes. immigrants to Canada. But you see, the government wants to give them uh, preferential so, treatment, so they, well, call, they call them refugees. That's right. Okay, so... Let's move on to chiropractors are bullshit. Chiropractors are bullshit. Yeah, you put it up there. Oh, yes, I remember this article. And that's how the article is titled. And what they're trying to do is claim how chiropractors are bullshit. And I'm going to go from my own personal experience here, which, of course, is you know the best thing in the world. <laughs> they're not bullshit. Chiropractors are not bullshit. Now, one of the things this article goes on to say is that chiropractors are not actually doctors. They don't study anything. They don't know anything. Now, sure, there's going to be quacks. And there's going to be quacks in every fucking profession. And they, they call out some of the quacks in the profession, claiming that this is representative of the entire profession. And it's not. When you find a good quality chiropractor, one that's actually studied, one that's actually learned his craft. In other words, he's learned all the nerves in the body, what, how the spine works, how the, every nerve in your body runs into your spinal cord, whether you understand it or not. Take any nerve you've got, it all goes into your spinal cord, which travels up to your head. Every one of them does that. Your back is probably the most important thing in your, in your life. Ask anyone who's had their back broken and can't walk or is a quadriplegic. They will, you'll find out real quick how, fat, how important your back is. 
they so, go on and talk about some of the idiots in the field and how the field was sort of started, well, sort of, it was started as sort of a pseudoscience, but it has graduated to a full-blown science when you, when you find a quality chiropractor. Okay, so now some people do get carried away with it. Some people do. Alana Miles, who I love dearly. <laughs> 500 treatments in over three years. She overdid it. Five in three years. Let's yeah. see. Mine is once a month. Um, that's twelve a year times three. That's uh, that's thirty six. So yeah, five hundred is a little excessive. That's like yeah. once. That's like once every five days. Yeah, and she was unable to move her neck that and often? head. What's that? She's unable to move her neck and her head. When she performs, she has to be carried out and placed on a piano bench, or she uses two canes. Alana, I love you dearly. Um, you overdid it. Where'd you find that at? Um, I remember reading it hmm. quite a while ago because I follow Alana. Uh, I know Alana. And I read about the fact that she is severely limited in her motions now because she, as she said, she got addicted to going to the chiropractor. She'd go sometimes three times a day. That's a little much. You'd think if she was going to a good doctor, he would have said, you don't need anything right now. You would think. And unfortunately, there are chiropractors out there that are quacks. They're quacks. Well, so. unfortunately, there's quacks, and they, they, they can do damage. Yes, they can do damage, because if they misadjust you or screw you up or do you too much, yeah, it can do damage. As I just said, your back is your most important item on your body. Every yeah. nerve, everything runs through your backbone right up through your spinal cord so yeah at any rate the, the thing here is folks is from my point of view chiropractor actually saved my life allowed me to walk again you know i was at the point where i could barely move and a chiropractor quality one proper adjustments along with massage therapy took care of that problem so don't believe all the bullshit you read online yeah well if you see it on the net it must be true Oh, absolutely. Of course. Yeah, yeah. Um, right. Where are we okay. at next? Next, we're going to dive into your favorite subject. Which one's that? Feminism. Uh, oh, feminism. Yeah, Which and that, that's it off with the future Mrs. Rosenberg, Gal Gadot. Well, what's, the, what's the article we're the after? The Wonder Woman one. Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman had an opening weekend. Uh, millions of comic book fans were oh, just anticipating this. They were just like on the edge of their seats. And most of them were probably horny teenage boys. Um, I had Wonder Woman on my wall when I was a teenage boy. It took in over a hundred million dollars domestically. That's in the U.S. Oh, it's it's, it's made a fortune. Yeah. Oh, you know, yeah. you know one of the biggest reasons it made a fortune? <laughs> because of Gal Gadot. Well, just not just that. One of the things is from from all the reviews I've read on this, the politics of feminism is not in this movie. It's a woman that is strong. And excels and accepts her femininity. Oh, I know. Say it isn't so. No, no, God, no. Heaven, heaven forbid a woman who can take down and destroy a man accepts her femininity and falls in love during the movie. Oh, no. The it's one of the reasons why the feminists were upset, aside from the fact that she didn't have underarm hair. Oh, no. It's like, seriously, they made them put underarm hair on her? I mean, come on. It's a fucking movie. Get over it. Well, Okay, you know, if you want to be historically accurate, the Amazons probably didn't shave their underarms, well, but they did true. cut off their, their breasts. 
they cut off one of their breasts to make it easier to fire a bow. Yeah, you know, so, so what, do they want Gal Gadot to cut off one of her tits? Oh, not those tits, man. Those are nice tits. <laughs> it, it's it's mind-boggling. You, you know, people can't accept that comics are a work of fiction. Absolutely. And the fact that if you read a comic, you're doing it for the entertainment. You're not doing it to be socially or politically correct. You're doing it for the entertainment value. Some comics go for millions of fucking dollars. I mean, I used to have a great comic book collection when I was a kid. And I mean, just the fact that I wish this I movie, had some of the ones I used to have. They're worth hundreds, they're worth thousands of dollars now, not hundreds. Just the, the fact that this movie stars the future Mrs. Cranky Old Bastard. Yeah. Yeah. It'll, trust me, it'll happen once she realizes I exist. <laughs> But yeah, feminists are just, they're looking for any opportunity. Oh, and here's the opportunity. The As we go back to the title of the article, Wonder Woman's credits reveal the sexist mistreatment of women in comics. <sighs> okay. Now, what they're getting at here is, yeah, they overlook some people in the credits for the creation of Wonder Woman. And yeah, there were some women that did it. But what they don't mention is, and this article does a good job of mentioning it, is they overlook some men who were responsible for the contributions to Wonder Woman 2. But Linda Carter, who was TV's Wonder Woman back oh, in the 70s. Oh, God, yes. Linda Carter, oh. I'm dating she's still, myself. She's still hot. She, oh, she's still very hot. She, did you see her at the on the red carpet? They, they did the red carpet thing with uh, Linda Carter and... Gal Gadot. Gal Gadot. And it's like, Linda Carter could still give Gal Gadot a run for her fucking money. Yeah. And she wanted to be do a, a cameo appearance, but mm. because she's shooting a TV show, scheduling conflicts prevented it oh that's too but bad why aren't women blowing up about the fact that princess buttercup plays uh diana prince's aunt they censored into harm's way yeah like, come on princess buttercup <laughs> because wav true wav is what brings us no it's marriage marriage brings us together today <laughs> i'm not Be sure what you're talking about dude because wav true love that blessed event you got to watch The Princess Bride, you know. Oh, Princess Bride. I've got kids. I've got a girlfriend who loves that movie. You know, I uh, liked the movie growing up. It was funny. You keep on using that term. I don't think it means what you think it means. There's not In inconceivable. 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 You got to say it right. But yeah, there's there's a lot of there's a lot of things around this movie and the feminist that was just ludicrous. But the movie itself they kept the feminism out of it. They kept the politics out of it. They told the story from the comic book in a new kind of way, granted, but still, they told the story from the comic book and then added a love story into it. They they put it in World War One instead of World War Two. And get this, oh, I haven't some Muslim that. countries are banning the movie because the lead actress is an Israeli. Oh, yeah, that's yes. right. I've heard that. Oh, fuck, you know... Politics and feminism, why do they always go hand in hand? Uh, because feminism is all about politics now, and it's right up there with social justice warrior crap. So, our next story is going to be toxic masculinity. Stay-at-home dads, today's feminist dating world exposed. Ooh. Oh, this is another YouTube video, so let me see. I'm trying to remember this one. Let's see if I can bring it up. 
No, at Postgator, nothing makes us more satisfied We're going to get rid of the commercial here, so let's uh, skip it. There we go. Oh, this one here. Let's jump ahead. Like, can you just find me like a nice girl who's not bitchy, who is not so <laughs> entitled and who doesn't act so, you know, demeaning? Like, you know, a lot of guys don't want this. Super this is a good video kind of to go right. check out. So and watch. niceness is actually it's a lot longer. I should do. I should. I should work on my clipping ability, and I will be working on that for future episodes. What's a good conversation for a man? With but a what this video basically boils down to is the dude here. I can't remember his name is interviewing a woman who is a dating coach for men. Yeah. And while helping with dating coach for men, she's gone through numerous questions that men face out there. You know, MGTOW, for those of you who don't know what MGTOW is, you must be living under a rock. But MGTOW is men going their own way. And this has occurred not only as a backlash to feminism, but as a backlash and a safety net for a lot of men who've just gotten sick and tired of the way women are acting in the world today. They're not even acting like women for the most part. You know, they, they go after men. You know, if a man, there's another article in here somewhere that if a man and woman are drunk, have sex, the next morning, the woman can wake up and have a choice and go in her mind, oh my God, that was a bad choice last night. Oh my God, it was rape. Accuse him of rape. And he can and he can end up being charged with rape for having sex with her for, while she was drunk because she couldn't consent, but nobody considers the fact that he was drunk also, so he couldn't consent either. So they were both in the same boat, but yet he's the one that gets fucked. And this happens to men in numerous other areas of life. Child, child custody battles, divorce settlements, numerous things. So what's happened is a lot of men are just saying, fuck women altogether. And that's what MGTOW is all about. So anyway, they go into all of this talking about that during this um, YouTube video. And that's uh, something I'll try to make sure is included in the show notes. And uh, that's about it for it. Because I'm not going to go through the entire 36-minute video. Okay. So... That brings us to how can men better recognize and interrupt everyday sexual harassment? How can men interrupt everyday sexual harassment? Well, I don't know. I have to bring that one up. Editor's note. Everyday feminism recognizes that people of many different sexes, genders, and gender expression, including those who identify as women or femme folk, experience street harassment, harassment sexism, and verbal assault. Um, I had a good friend ask me this the other week. I'm not doubting that everyday sexual harassment of women happens. I promise I know it happens. I know it's a problem. I just never really see it. Why is that and where is this happening? <laughs> Let's, um, well, this is a comic, uh, yeah. a comic that, I, that I linked to. Okay, now, this thing here, this goes on to discuss some of the problems that women face with being sexualized and objectified, but they never talk about men being sexualized and objectified. Because that happens also. You know, if you don't believe it, go look at uh, what was my, my favorite was, and of course I didn't spout off about it because I wasn't ready to, is when Canada elected the boy toy for uh, premiere. The women went gaga over him, posting all the photos about him 
in his topless with his washboard abs and going, oh, look at that, you know, hot bod. And then they posted the, what was the one about his picture of an ass. He was up there, and he does have a very nice-looking ass for a guy. But they posted that up there, and the women were going all ape shit over it. Oh, and that's not sexualization. Yeah. It's okay for women to post pictures of half-naked naked men online. But if you post a picture of a half-naked woman, they're the first one to bitch about it. That's right. It's the same people. And this, this little article here goes in through all of the things that do occur. And uh, some of them are not all that sweet, but some of them do occur to women. And I really don't have an answer for it, aside from the fact that, yeah, it happens. And men can, well, without being, well, fuck it, they can be crude. Crude, rude, but so can women. I've seen women be just as crude towards men. You know? Yeah, I've experienced that. I mean, I... I, I wear a kilt at times. I've had women, ooh, what's underneath that kilt? Oh, you should show me what's underneath that kilt. That's not sexism. That's not sexual harassment. Oh, absolutely. And that's what this goes on. This is all about, oh, women are always the uh, targets of sexual harassment. But that's not true. Men are just as big a targets of sexual harassment, too, from women or even other men. I've had more women tell me to take off my... Uh, my shirt when I'm wearing my kilt or flash me what's underneath my kilt. I've actually had women come up and lift up the sh shirt sleeves on my shirt to look at my tattoos. And I turn around and said, excuse me, but if I lifted up your shirt to look at your tits, you'd fucking scream bloody blue murder. <laughs> That's true. So, I mean, it does go both ways, people. Being before you fucking throw shit in my direction, you should make sure that you don't have any shit in your backyard. Oh, but that's not possible with the women out there in the world. They've got tons of shit in their backyard. True. And people in glass houses, you know, should throw stones. Oh, and here's another one here. We're going to go drop into the social justice world of SJW diversity experts say there's too many white male acts at rock festivals. Okay, which one's that? Which one is that? Uh, hang on a second. All right. Well, here it is. SJW diversity experts say there there's too many white male acts at rock festivals. Now, this one here is true to my annoyance of social justice warriors and their fucking stupidity on this planet. We really need them to go away. Yeah. Um, you know... It would be like me saying, well, there's too many women involved in opera. Well, yeah, but here, here's the here's the guess. These social justice warriors are going, and they're not just talking about you know white males. They're going, well, we need more women. We need more black actor or singers. We need more diverse diverse singers, whatever. And then, of course, the guys who promote these shows come back and say, you know, we create rock festivals to sell fucking tickets. Imagine that. They build a show that sells fucking tickets. Now, if the bands that sell tickets happen to be the ones that contain white singers, such as, as we get down here, I'm trying to find a list of the singers. Um, well, on the same token of this, then there's too many black males in rap music. 
Yeah, yeah, same, too many blackmails. And, and that's one of the keys they give here, is like, you know, if we want... It's about demographics. It's about demographics, is basically what it is. Whoever's going to sell the tickets the most is who's going to get booked for the shows. You know, and this is coming, of course, from Black Lives Matter and all the other idiots. Yeah, well, there are some great female heavy metal bands out there. Yeah. And, uh, unfortunately, you know, they have a small following because they don't get the airplay because the demographics want to hear Black Sabbath. They want to hear ACDC. They want to hear these bands that get the airplay and have a following. So, I mean, this is bullshit. It's like saying, again, like there's too many black males in rap music. Yeah, well, here's a, here's a brief listing of the uh, bands that get downloaded, you know? Yes. Well, maybe I don't know who they are. Okay, I like... Artists, but, there we go. Okay. All um, right. So, artists: Data Remember, Aerosmith, AFI, Airburn, Elstorm, Ultra Bridge, Asteroid Boys, Circus of Horrors, Craig Campbell, Creeper. I don't know most of these. Um, I myself wouldn't go. But well, I mean, I, I've been to lots of rock festival concerts, having work security in them. And the bands that sell out are the big bands that the have big, the big names. And that's usually the the male bands. Because rock, heavy metal especially... Is, is male-oriented. It is, and it's geared towards It's men. geared towards men in a big way. And you, I mean, they're going to start saying that, well, you can't play ACDC because their, their lyrics are too sexist. She was a fast, fast machine. Ooh, wow. Oh, wow. I, I think you weren't their target audience, honey. Yeah, exactly. Um, people would scream, like, why aren't these people screaming about of course, David Bowie's dead, but he's a great oh, one. Oh, fuck I'm, David Bowie. He, the song China Girl, oh my God, it's racist. No, it's not. He's singing about his love for a Chinese woman. Yeah, well, eventually they're going to sing about being racist. Of course. But th this, this whole political correctness thing is bullshit. Um, it needs to be taken out of the fucking water. I can't wait for the pendulum to swing back where people can say what's on their mind without fucking offending anyone. If you get offended by what I say, walk away. Tell me your opinion. Don't say, that offends me and you have to apologize. No, I don't. I self-identify as an asshole. Offending people is what I fucking do. And if you don't like it, tell me I don't like it and walk away. You don't have to listen to me. Just like I don't have to listen to you. I can say, well, you know what? I don't see your point. I don't agree with your point of view, but it's to you, it's a valid point of view, to you, and I'm not going to sit here and listen to it anymore. But what's wrong with doing that? No, everybody's got to be called out on something. No, you can't do this, you can't do that, blah, 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 blah. You hurt my feelings. I mean, fuck. You, in the military now, in the Canadian military, you can't yell at somebody. You can't give them bullshit. You can't give them shit for being a fuck up because they whine and cry, and then you get charged, and you lose your rank. Absolutely. All right, we're going to shift gears here. We're going to go into something that uh, we missed in the last episode, which uh, covers the Father's Day blow-up that occurred from feminists across the globe. The Feminist Father's Day Cringe is a YouTube video. It's about four minutes long. We're going to let this video play through, and then we're going to go into it. So, 
off we go with it. A nice Father's Day with your dad when you can have a feminist Father's Day with your dad. Father's Day can oh only happen God. because of a special lady who made you a dad. Use today as an opportunity to say thank you to awesome moms. Because on Father's Day, everyone knows that it needs to become Mother's Day. Because Mother's Day doesn't exist, only Father's Day does. What the fuck? dude, too, I think. Here's to every dad who gets it by being supportive to all the women in his life and by getting behind feminist causes. Because, you know, nothing says, I love you, daughter, or I love you, son, like getting at people for manspreading. I'm not like those other dads. I'm a feminist dad. I'll not only support your gender studies degree, but I'll pay for it. Dear feminist dads everywhere, thank you and happy Father's Day. Love, women and girls who notice. I'd like to take this opportunity to thank my father, who is not a feminist, for not being a feminist. Happy Father's Day, especially to all the feminist dads who aren't afraid to show softness, compassion, and love. Because only your feminist dad can show softness, compassion, and love. My father isn't a feminist at all. In fact, we spent Father's Day with me making him cocktails as a Father's Day present and ranting about how bad feminism is. <laughs> My kind of daughter. And we also yeah. cried together while watching a video on Sir Nicholas Winton. If that isn't compassion and love, then... Oh, I guess that means he's secretly a feminist, right? These gifts are on point. Nothing says I appreciate you, Dad, like giving him a t-shirt for a social cause he might not even agree with. On Father's Day, I'd like to send support to all the kids who grew up with abusive fathers, because not all dads are great. Some are assholes. Father's Day isn't dedicated to celebrating biologically producing a child. It's to celebrate a dad who acted like a dad and raised you to the best of his ability. Obviously, if you grew up with a piece of shit abusive father, then your dad isn't really a father now, is he? I'd like to see the response to, like, MGTOW doing, like, on Mother's Day. I'd like to send support to all the kids who grew up with abusive moms, because not all moms are great. Some are assholes. <laughs> I'd like to see that. That would actually make my life. It'd make all these past 19 years just worth it. Ooh. And someone sent me this on Twitter. You don't need a father. So many families work in so many ways. But if you have one, he better... That was Lena Dunham. Work. It's, uh, don't spell... Don't do that. Don't do that. So, <clears throat> technically, I, you can have a kid live from age 0 to age 18 without a dad, but that doesn't mean that they're better off or the, exactly the same as a kid that had a father. It's Lena Dunham. I think this is a deleted tweet, too. She did. Fatherhood is as important to a child's growth as motherhood. So to say that you don't need one is just idiotic. All you dudes out there who think that you're not appreciated on Father's Day, you are appreciated. Please keep doing awesome father's stuff. And I missed Mother's Day, too, so I'll, I'll say... All you moms are important too, but I feel like Father's Day gets the worst rap of it. I feel like we don't appreciate Dad as much nowadays. Thank um, you, Dads. And thank you, my dad, who is also pretty cool. Speaking of my dad, we're talking about setting Islam together. 
that's what you should do with your dad. Instead of having a bad relationship with your dad, study study religions together. That'll really get you closer, and so you're not tweeting cringy garbage on Father's <laughs> Day. Do that instead. I like this kid. Can I adopt her? <laughs> I don't need to. I've got a daughter just like her. You know, I, I've been thinking about Mother's Day and Father's Day. Now, I appreciate both my parents and the mm -hmm. stuff that they did for me. But really, Mother's Day and Father's Day is just a day to celebrate you getting laid. Well, to celebrate your parents getting laid. Well, yeah. Well, no, you as well. I mean, you've got well, kids. Well, now that I have kids, it celebrates me getting laid. But initially, it's for the kids to celebrate their parents getting laid. Yeah. Like, but when you think about it, do you really want your kids celebrating? Yay, Daddy got laid. Now well, you never know. <laughs> Depends on how often you're getting laid. But seriously, um, but the point she makes there, and one of the things that got me the most, and this is the one that got me, was Lena Dunham, the twat that she is out there on the web, she's the one that put out the tweet that she quickly deleted after she got so much backlash you know, that said, you know, if you've got a father, he better work. Come on, admit it. You're secretly in love with Lena Dunham, aren't you? Oh, absolutely. Well, you, you want to have her babies. No, no. What I want to do is bend her over a fucking cross and hit her with a flogger. Maybe that was straight. You want to have her babies just so that she feels better than you. Oh, absolutely. You know, this, this is what I can't understand. I'm all for equal rights. Mm -hmm. I mean, for equal work, equal pay. Mm -hmm. You know? And women have that now. Yeah. And what I'm not for is what feminism has become. Subjugating men, making men the criminals, making men the victims, yeah. and punishing us because we Well, they we don't make born... men the victims. They're the victims. Keep that straight. That men are the perpetrators, not the victims. Yeah. We were born with a fucking set of balls, so we're to we're blame the... for every evil in the world. The patriarchy. It's all at fault. The patriarchy, man. Yeah. So, well, anyway, the reason I the reason I saved this one here was to to point out the fact that across the web on Father's Day, while I wasn't paying attention and I was enjoying my Father's Day with my daughter and my two boys, you know, it's many people were out there degrading fathers and beating up as if like fathers are unimportant. They they play unimportant roles in the lives of their children. Like Procter and Gamble does with their advertising campaign. Yes, and that's one of the big problems that a lot of people they don't look at fathers play a major role in the lives of their children, both their male children and their female children. Their male children they play a major role in. Their female children, they play a big role in, and one of the biggest roles they play is as a woman gets older, and this has been shown through study after study, a woman will try to choose a man like her father as she gets older and starts to mate. She'll make a lot of mistakes along the way, but she'll do her best to find that. Eventually, she'll find that the right path to it. There's and, actually a study done... I remember reading it 20 years ago, where is if you were to list your parents' good points and bad points, mm. and list your spouse's good points and bad points, you're going to find that your spouse lines up more with one of your parents. Yeah, especially the bad points. Depending upon what sex you are. Yes. If if you're male and your and your spouse is female, which of course nowadays you've got the options, you will find that your wife 
matches up to a lot of your mother's traits, unfortunately. Yes. Now, my father wasn't the best father in the world. He made mistakes. Oh, but I could do a lot worse and be like him. Yeah. My father loves his kids dearly. It pains him when we fight, when we argue, to the point that times he just wants to say, piss on you all. You can all fuck right oh, off. Oh, you can fuck off, man. I'm done but with you. He supports us in whatever we do. Yeah. When he heard about when I sat my parents down and told them about the jobs I was doing, whether it was being a male escort, doing porn, or being a male stripper, my parents were very supportive. My mother said, are you being safe? I said, yes. She said, are you happy? I said, yeah. She said, then good for you. <laughs> you know, all those jobs. When I joined the military, my father was very proud that I joined the military. When I left the military, he, well, I wish you'd stuck with it, but that's your choice. You know, um, my father always said, I'm the type of soldier who would have won the Victoria Cross, probably posthumously, most likely posthumously. And my older brother is the type of guy who would sit there and plan everything out to the last detail so that, you know, he knew exactly what was going to go wrong and who was going to get killed and blah, blah, blah. And by the time he was done planning it, I'd have the fucking job done. And that's how it was. He was proud of us both. My father raised six great kids. Some of us made mistakes along the way. Some of us still pay for those mistakes. But hey, oh, yeah. we've all made mistakes. So if you don't like your father, that's your fucking tough luck. Okay. All right. um, hang on. One more point. Okay. You've got the mothers out there that will use the kids as weapons. Oh, they do. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's more prominent than... The dad's trying to do it because they they know that they have this power. I can stop you from seeing your kids. Yep. And what's most important to most fathers in the world is their kids. Mm -hmm. So if you're going to use your kids as weapons, then you need to be fucking shot. Absolutely. Okay. Next. All right. Let's let's kind of shift gears here. Clementine Ford. We're gonna we're gonna take a look at a video she did. Um, on TEDx and Clementine Ford for those of you who don't know she is the ultra feminist in Australia right now she came to my attention due to my research on the red pill recently and how Australia feminism has just gone fucking nuts and batty down there and and what you're looking for there is your vagina is not a car okay um, I didn't see that on here and this is what we're going to do. So I'm going to play the video here and let it play for a few minutes. Anyway, 12 minutes long, so we won't watch it all. We'll watch some of it. What is rape culture? If you haven't heard the term before, rape culture is basically acknowledging that we live in a society that normalizes or diminishes rape through a, the bombardment of images, language, laws, and social attitudes. It's a culture in which victim blaming is not just present, but common, and caveats like... Well, what did she expect going home with him? And well, she was drunk, wasn't she? And well, she slept with him before, and look at that skirt she was wearing. I routinely invoked to excuse perpetrators as having just kind of done what everyone would have expected them to do, done what a, a red-blooded Aussie male would do. Can't say fairer than that. I mean, she did go home with him. It's that kind of language. It's the language of lawmakers who use words like honest rape and forcible rape and legitimate rape. To, to portray the fact that they believe that there are actually two kinds of rape. There's the very, very, very small incidents of real rape, and then there are all of the overwhelming incidents of rape where women are actually just lying about it. 
because they are, are so embarrassed by the fact that they've allowed something to enter their shame cave other than the Holy Spirit. Um, so that's rape culture, and I'm just going to talk you through a series of examples now of what I think rape culture looks like, and some of them are local and some of them are international, because, yay, rape culture exists everywhere. Uh, we can all share it. Um, so rape culture is Peter Spider Everett after the 2010 AFL Grand Final, responding to allegations, and it's very important this word allegedly, you'll speak to people who don't believe that rape culture exists, and you'll speak to people who don't believe that men can ever be charged with rape, because of course women are always lying very, very intent on protecting the due process of the legal system, only in cases of sexual assault, where they remind you consistently that this just happened allegedly. So, Peter Spider Everett, responding to the allegations after the 2010 AFL Grand Final, that uh, a sexual assault had occurred in the home of um, one of the Collingwood players. Now, that has since been resolved, and if you do have a chance, do read Anna Crean's Night Games, because it's a brilliant exploration of sex, power and culture. Um, but him responding to that with the following tweet... Girls, when will you learn at 3am when you go home drunk with a guy that it's not for a cup of Milo, allegedly? Uh, it's, it's Carrie Ann Kennelly responding to that tweet by inviting Peter Spider Everett onto her show and sympathising with him over the poor fate of footballers who have strays throw themselves at them all the time and get them in trouble. It's Channel 9 responding to the dismay and outrage, and I'm, I am grateful that it was given because not everyone likes to talk out about rape culture. But Channel 9 responding to that outrage by issuing a statement that said, in regards to the segment on Carrie Ann's show this morning, uh, what she was talking about when she talked about strays was alcohol-fueled situations in which both girls and guys must take the blame. Rape culture is reducing rape to an alcohol-fueled situation. All right, we'll stop it there. What the fuck is up this cunt's twat? Obviously nothing. <laughs> but that's aside from the point. The biggest thing here is she goes on throughout this entire video, and you might want to check this video out to see a little who she is, and then look her up online. She doesn't have her own YouTube channel, but yet she's everywhere. And mainly because she's one of the big faces of feminism in Australia, especially with her books. What was her first book? Um, uh, I can't remember it now. I can't remember her second book she's getting ready to write. Anyway, she oh. talks about the so-called rape culture in Australia and then equates it to the rest of the globe. And, of course, she's basing it off of the so-called rape culture in North America, being Canada, United States. And the rape culture does not exist as they say it. Now, rape does happen. Yes, it's a horrible crime. And, but it doesn't happen nearly as often as it's claimed. And one of the big things, as she mentioned there, a woman goes home with a guy, drunk. He's obviously drunk too. Next morning, it's rape. Is it rape? Hard to say. Could have been. But it's really hard to say. because it's definitely bad judgment. It's definitely bad judgment on everyone's part. You know, the, the guy's part, the woman's part, you know. Based on that sort of thing there, the first time I went home with my ex-wife, it would have been considered a rape. Both of us were drunk as hell. You know, it's like, it's insane when you look at this these situations. Alcohol-fueled situations are definitely bad, and they happen a lot. They've been happening for probably a millennia or more. You know, since the invention of beer. That would take us back 5,000 years, I think, when the Egyptians first invented it. 
it doesn't matter when it was invented or what. I know that was a sidetrack just to have fun. But you know, I I'm not preaching. Let me get that out there first. But I've been sober now for 28 years. I did some stupid fucking shit when I was drinking. Oh yeah. Okay. I realize that some of those things, when I look back at it, it could have been considered a rape culture because we're both completely fucking hammered. Now, you know, I'm very choosy about who gets to even see my dick. I mean, if you want to see my dick, there's videos of it out there. <laughs> but, you know, I hope, hopefully you've got more, something better to do than look for videos of my dick. Anyways, um, but I've actually turned down women who've had even one too many yeah. because I don't need that. And she doesn't even fucking begin to touch on the subject of women who falsely scream rape. Oh, yeah. She never touches on that subject. No, no, no that doesn't fit into the feminist narrative. They don't want to even discuss the problem of women who falsely scream rape. Because that would destroy their narrative. It's just like when they talk about domestic violence and they talk about one in, one in three women being injured in domestic violence. They don't want to talk about the fact that one in four men are being uh, injured in domestic violence, too. Mm. Preaching you know, to the choir there, brother. So they don't want to touch about that. But let's hit another little point here in this video here. And this should be all we need from this one. ...society that teaches them they have an entitlement to women's bodies. And that is how things like Steubenville, Ohio happens. That's how things like the Roastbusters in Auckland happens, where boys think that it is so much their right to treat a woman's body as they please, that not only will they do it in front of all of their friends, rape an unconscious woman repeatedly, but they'll film it. They'll actually document the evidence and put it on the internet for everyone to see what a big man they are. In Auckland, it's the police not doing anything about it for years, even though they knew about it, because they said, we couldn't do anything about it. Rape culture is reinforcing to young girls that they don't have the right to feel safe. Rape culture is people telling women that protecting themselves from rape is like property theft. That, uh, well, you know, it's not that I believe that rape is okay, but you know, if you're gonna leave your car parked on the street with the keys in the ignition and walk away, can you really expect that someone's not gonna come along and steal it? And I say to that that the, the, two, the two things that I think when I think you know, people calling um, uh, property theft into account for this is that one, my vagina isn't a car. And if it was, I would have saved a lot more money in taxis over the years and then I'd be able to fix its brake pads. But secondly, we're not disembodied right, bad joke. But Okay, bad joke. You want a bad joke? Should lesbians be allowed to use dildos? I mean, they made their fucking choice. You know, that was something that came up recently through some of my research, is that we should remove all dildos from lesbians. They should not be allowed to be used an actual penis item. They, they can go get their vegetables or whatever they want, but they, they shouldn't be able to use an actual penis. But that aside, anyway, this little bit here. Now, I, I don't know the, the things she quoted there, but many of the so-called massive rape things have been proven to be false. And yes, yeah, some of them were actual true. And the ones that put them up on YouTube, those fuckers should pay the price because they obviously committed a act of rape. And But that's not a rape culture. That is individuals who chose to do something 
really horrible. And now that they're caught, they should fucking pay the price. It's not a culture. It's an individual item. You ask any man what they would do if their daughter got raped, they'd castrate the fucker. Then remove the balls of the motherfucker. And, you know... That's a given. At one point in Greece, if a woman was raped, after she reported it, she was given 48 hours to find the guy and do whatever she wanted, including killing him. Mm. After that... She had to let the law take over. Yeah, well, maybe we should, maybe we should go back to that system. Yeah, but then then you get these these women who scream rape when it didn't actually. Happen. Oh, I guess that was back in the time when women didn't actually scream rape because it it only actually they only screamed it when it actually happened. Yeah, back and in the time when women accepted their femininity and understood the masculinity of men and how men our genetics are to protect. Yes, it's built in. It's built into our DNA to provide and protect. You know, this, this happened to me the other day. I was walking into a grocery store. Saw this lady coming up behind me, maybe 10 feet behind me. I stopped and I held the door open. She turned around and said, I don't need a man to open the door for me. And I said, oh, sorry, I was brought up with manners where people hold the door open no matter what sex they are. But obviously you're just not fucking worth me expending manners and politeness to. And I walked in front of her. She called me a sexist pig. Well, of course she did, because now you're a sexist pig that you're not holding the door open. It's really weird how that fucking works. You can't fucking win. In today's culture, a man cannot win. All right, well, let's wrap this thing oh, up. sorry. Before we do that, men, some assholes can win. Like that little fucking swimmer who raped the girl by the dumpster and got a slap on the fucking wrist. Do you remember that? I vaguely remember that. How the judge... Judge gave him three months suspended sentence. Oh, somebody bought the fucker, bought the judge off, man. And the judge said, because we don't want to um, adversely impact his uh, educational career. He's obviously in the pocket. The judge is obviously in the pockets of the. As a guy, that pissed me off. Yeah, that one there, that dude there should have fucking went down. He should have. And you know, in jail, do you know what happens to rapists? They get a dose of their own medicine. Oh, yeah. They find out real quick what's happening. And they, very rarely do they make it out there out of jail unscathed. They'll get beaten. They'll get killed. They'll get fucking tortured. Because rape is not fucking acceptable. No. Even amongst criminals, it's not acceptable. You can, you can kill a person. You can fucking cut their body up. You can do all kinds of things. Too, rape rape, and child molestation are the two things that are not acceptable among criminals. Yeah. And rightly so. Well, they're the two worst crimes that can be committed. All right. Well, let's wrap this up with hate to break it to you, but you are the reason your life sucks so much. No, you, you're the reason my life sucks. No, 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 no. no. Trust each, me. Each individual needs to take responsibility no, no. for their own <laughs> fucking life and realize that the reason their life sucks is at their own fucking no, fault. Fuck, fuck Nobody that. else's. From the moment I met you, my life went fucking downhill. Yeah, you know that. Fuck you. <laughs> All right. Here you go. If you think your life sucks, it probably does. If you think the world is out to get you, it probably is. If you think you deserve more, you probably do. The only thing in the world holding you back from achieving greatness is, in fact, you. All right, so we've got some reasons here. All right, you'll never be happy if you constantly look at the negatives. That's true. Oh, fuck yeah. You know, I, 
Believe it or not, folks, I teach ballroom dance. And I tell people not to look at the ground, not to look at your partner's feet, because your partner's feet are doing exactly the opposite of what yours are doing. Plus, psychologically, when you look down, you're telling yourself you cannot do this. Look up, be confident, and you can do it. If you set your fucking mind to something, you can do it. That's the truth. Yeah. I mean, I'm butt fuck ugly and I did porn. All right. Now, there's no way to sugarcoat it. Well, most of the men doing fucking porn are butt ugly. All right. You are the o you are your own worst enemy. You are the only one who is standing in the way of your goals and your success. Life doesn't owe you or anyone else anything, so don't expect it. Don't expect a million dollars to show up at your door. Don't expect to wake up with a rocking body. Don't expect to get your dream job if you don't ever put work into it. Work? Yeah, I know. Work's a dirty four-letter word. Fuck, I know. Me, I got to go out there and earn it? The three oh, dirt fuck. The three dirtiest four-letter words in the world, work, wife, and snow. Yeah, well. Uh... All right, well. You know, basically what it boils down to, you have to start believing in yourself. Otherwise, no one else fucking will. You have to have your own courage and don't trust in some make-believe being that lives up in the, above the fucking clouds. There is no God. There is only you. <laughs> it's that invisible man that lives in the air that watches everything man. that we do. Yeah, the Pastafarian. Um, what's it, what the fuck do they call him? The flying spaghetti flying monster. Flying spaghetti monster, yeah. He can do it for you. He can do it for you. So anyway, that's okay. it, man. Well, if your hey, life guys, sucks, hey, guys, we, it's we your gotta, fucking fault. We, we got to add just this little bit, okay? Because if you believe in yourself, you know, you can do anything and you can be anything. And you okay, know, what am I adding in here for this? Oh, hang on, it's coming up. Oh, I need to have it over here so oh. we can get it on the show. Oh, it won't pick up through my mic, it won't pick up through your mic or oh. shit, dude. There's no microphone, Damn, there's no speakers over it, there. In the words of R. Kelly, I believe I can fly. Oh, so we need, I believe I can fly, <laughs> do we? All right, yeah, I can, I believe I can fly. <laughs> All right, so let's bring it up here. It's a video. Which one is it? R. Kelly, I believe I can fly. There we go. R. Kelly, I believe I can fly. So we should sign Quick off it while this is playing out tune. We'll let this carry us out of the show onto Never Never Land. And no, I usually, after we get through the makeup, fucking ad. Cleanses, I usually sign off with a but I'm not going to say that tonight. Oh, gonna, wait a minute. Oh, wait a minute. I got I to gotta get something else up to deal with that. Actually, I'm going to sign off tonight with... Remember to support our troops.
Okay, enough of that shit. Alright, that's all we need. Alright, this is where we're going to sign off if I can get the right spot here. It might take me a moment. So, do you want me to say Allah Huakba? Oh no, we're going to do better okay. than that. Okay. Hang on. I was going to click. Uh, you know, yeah, hey, hey, hey. You, you just... You just... That's all, folks. Oh, no, no, I got to listen here. Hang on. Hang on. Oh, uh, you know, yeah, hey, 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 you, you just, do you want to leave? You got to leave. Is it likely that the bill to the UK for the Brexit? Oh, that's not what I want. I want right uh, here. Let's try that spot. What the fuck? I need to be right. This is going to take just a second here. <laughs> I believe you need this. another beer. All right. Signing off here today with... A little bit from the No Agenda Show. Under my Sharia law, you Westerners will crap your pants. Under my Sharia law, we're going to blow up Paris, France. Under my Sharia law, there's only one thing that we want more to rip a load of Swedish blonde head paws under my Sharia law. We will build the wall. My idea. That's probably what I do best. Don't forget, folks. Oh, don't, don't. Don't forget, folks, to support our troops. When you see a veteran or a serving member, thank them for their service. And remember to give the thanks to those who didn't make it back. That's all we got for you now, folks. Take care. Goodbye.